and welcome to episode 247 of the VegGround Podcast. My name's Richard and I like to grow food in my allotment and garden. Now coming up today, I have invited two other podcasters, Ellen from the Plant Based Podcast and Lee from the Skinny Jean Gardener Podcast, who has been on the show many, many times before. And I've invited them down to the shed today to talk about the Veggie Pod. Now I got a Veggie Pod back in April and I have spoke about it many times. I've been absolutely blown away with it. But don't just take my word for it. Let's find out from these two as well. But firstly, while I wait for them to arrive, let's find out what I've been up to in my London and garden over this last week in the diary. Well, it's Saturday the 30th of November 2019 today. It's been a really chilly, freezing cold day today actually. But I have been out in the garden and trying to get on with a few jobs. Now one of the jobs that I've tackled today is actually pumping more and more of this water. I'm just looking at my water pump now. This is my attempt at constantly keeping a supply of water going throughout the summer, which means I have several water butts set up and I have several spare water butts that are not attached to any guttering or downpipe, which means I have to pump water around in order to fill them up. No real hardship, it's something fairly easy to do, but it does mean I have to be on the ball. I remember a couple of years ago I didn't quite get round to pumping water around throughout the winter and it meant I ended up running out of water quite early on in the season. That's not something I want to repeat or plan to repeat. Now that's fairly simple, I just use a little water butt pump to move the water around and leave it to do its own thing and I just uh, go and check on it every now and then. But while I was doing that I did have a bit of a tidy up, especially in my shed and it's time really to start thinking about what have I got in stock in order to get growing as soon as uh, the season starts. Yeah it might be a bit early but January is when I start to sow quite a few seeds. And I've just realised I have not got any seed sowing compost, which means I'm going to have to go out and buy some at some point. I had a look at my seeds and I wanted to sow some herb and salad seeds tomorrow on a live show that I do every Sunday. I found quite a few uh, seeds like parsley and coriander that can be sown. But after checking through... My, the lack of seed compost and realise I'm not going to be able to do that tomorrow. I'll save that for next week, not a huge problem because I have other things I can talk about and discuss. But that will mean that this week I have to go and buy some seed sowing compost from a garden centre. Now another thing that I did manage to do, and this is seed sowing and with a veggie pod, which as you may know I'll be discussing at quite a length later on in this podcast. It's the first tomorrow so I'm a little ahead of my time, but I have sown some winter density lettuce. Now I'm treating these like salad leaves I'm just saying pretty much half a packet in a couple of rows. The seeds go out of date soon so I'm using them up but these seeds can be sown outdoors throughout the winter so in the veggie pod they should do fantastic as well as providing us with some really good lettuce and salad leaves throughout the winter. It'd be nice to be able to go out there and get some salads that we can just have with sandwiches or whatever that are freshly homegrown. And I've said all along, because it's winter, there's still things that we can still grow and eat. It shouldn't put us off. 
Now, of course, we don't know how these are going to work just yet. I grew them last year and they were quite successful, but I didn't have a veggie pod then. How they do in a veggie pod is something we're going to go over throughout the next few weeks and keep an eye on. But if I get plenty of lettuce out of it, I'll be very, very happy. So that's it for today. Just a little update. It is bitterly cold, so I want to head indoors anyway, once this water is finished pumping. Well, today is Sunday the 1st of December 2019. I've had a morning on the allotment, but after a bit of a late start, I had a lazy first thing in the morning, shall we say. I came down here late morning. First thing I did was have a wander around like I always do. Just seeing what's changed, what's different, what needs doing, and... Well, there was not a huge amount to report, but what I was glad to see is that my onion sets that were planted a few weeks ago have started to grow. They've started to sprout, which I'm really pleased about because I was starting to get a bit worried that they were being rather slow or were not coming through till this week. So that was great and rather pleased to see that and it means we will get some good onions. After that, I then set about a job that I meant to do last week but unfortunately ran out of time and that was planting out my overwintering raw beans and peas. Now they've gone into one of the beds that I have built recently. I spoke of this last week. They've been filled with manure and compost and I just planted those straight into the ground, dipping a hole for the broad beans, plonking them straight in. They're a good sort of 12 inches tall now so they were well worth going in. And the same with the peas, I've just dibbed a hole and plonked the root balls in. Both of these were growing in my root trainers, so they were quite easy to get into the ground. Uh, and I've also put, just behind the peas, a bit of a wire mesh, just for the peas to climb up. Hopefully it'll mean we get some peas, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I seem to struggle with peas on this allotment, but this might be the year, who knows. After planting out my broad beans and peas, I then set out to cover my main bed in manure. This was a job I started doing a few weeks ago and just never got around to completing. Other jobs took precedence. Now it's not a huge problem because the bed is basically empty in this area and I've got no plans to grow anything in it until next year. So it didn't, it wasn't a massive uh, emergency to get it done, but because the weeds are starting to creep in, I did just want to cover it just make it look a bit better. So I've covered that with manure and it took quite a few barrow loads of manure to cover. We're actually starting to run out of manure on this allotment site, so hopefully we will get another delivery before I next need some more. Now I did top this off with some compost from my compost bins and I have now completely emptied one of my compost bins of compost that's ready. I've got a Dalek compost bin up there as well that I thought the product in there might be ready, but actually, because it was a lot of woody material that I didn't shred through with a lawnmower, it really hasn't rotted down at all so that'll mean next week i'll just run it over with a lawnmower and go through that and the second compost bin all the material in there is still rotting it down i did give it a turnover just to make sure that the material in there does get plenty of fresh air and and does help it with the composting process but what i have noticed these two bins were made out of pallets and those pallets are really rotting away now so it's time to replace those I've not got time to replace the compost bins today and I did like the pallet style. They're cheap, they're easy and they work. However, with all the wood that I've been removing out of the old beds, I think it'll be time that I started 
to use some of the decentish wood from that to rebuild a new compost bin. That's the plan anyway, and that's going to be one of my winter projects. Got so many winter projects going on, but at the moment it's just not a huge amount of work I can do outside because it's this time of year where it's just not much to do in terms of growing plants, but there's plenty of construction jobs that can be done. Right, I'm going to pick some kale now because I've got plenty of kale uh, and I fancy some Chinese seaweed tonight. So I'm going to pick some of that and head on home. <laughs> Well, I'm joined today by two other podcasters in the pod and shed today. We have Ellen from the Plant Based Podcast and Lee from Skinny Jean Gardener Podcast. Now, we're going to talk about Veggie Pod, but first of all, let's find out a bit about these two, their backgrounds. We'll start, ladies first, as always. Ellen, a bit about your background, please, for the listener at home. I know. I'm just a complete plant addict. I'm a gardener. I've always been a gardener, and that's developed over the years into doing some media work, and podcasting is one of them. So I just love gardening. There you go. Fantastic. And Lee, I know you've been on this show many, many times before, but even so, there's always new listeners who have joined in. Well, yeah, I... uh... They call me the garden legend. Ellen always uh, comes to me for advice about stuff, which is nice. And uh... <laughs> hang on, uh... hang on. So yeah, no, I'm all about getting families, kids involved in gardening, uh, like podcast and legend, as I said. Now author and uh, yeah, gardening, great. Right. So all three of us have got a veggie pod, and that's what we're going to discuss today. So. I describe a veggie pod as being an all-in-one growing system, uh, a raised bed with a wicking system and very, very little work. What have you guys found throughout having yours this year? Well, I've, I've only had my veggie pod since the summertime this year, so I think I got it in July, August. Yeah. So pretty new to growing in a veggie pod. Um and I, to be honest, whenever I receive a big box with instructions and I've got to construct something, I do kind of have a little meltdown about that because I'm rubbish, like beyond rubbish. And I have to drag my husband in, who is equally not so great, but he's just a bit more willing than I am. So I was a bit concerned that, first of all, we'd never even get it constructed, but it was super easy. So that's always a good thing for me. Um, and filled it up with some compost. And because we were already kind of midway through the summer, I had my greenhouse was literally packed full of like, you know, you know, when you've just sown too many of everything and you really didn't need 20 tomatoes and you really don't need to sow any more lettuce. You know, I, it was just overrun. So I actually just transferred a load of that stuff into the veggie pod to make a bit of room in the greenhouse. I didn't really know what was going to happen. I'm away quite a lot, so on and off. It doesn't didn't always get watered. And do you know what? It's literally blown my mind, mm-hmm. genuinely. It's like I wasn't expecting it to be... No, I didn't mean I was expecting it to be really good. But, I mean, you know, you never really know, do you? Um, but it was actually everything that it said it would be. And I haven't had any pests or diseases or anything like that, because obviously it's high up. And I planted some carrots in there as well. So no carrot root fly, which we get really badly down our allotment. 
and um, I haven't barely had to water it and all in all I've been super impressed. So mainly for me this year it's been about salads and microgreens but I'm hoping to maybe try something a bit different for next year. Yeah yeah what about you Lee? Yeah, well do you know what from like start when um, I started building it it was like, like Alan said so easy like me and Olive built it together my little girl and uh, it was like big Lego blocks. It was so simple to yeah. put together. Really good. Mm. Uh, and then, like you know me, Rich, anything that I don't really have to do much towards is a winner in my books. And literally, <laughs> I've hardly had to touch. Like Alan said, I've hardly had to touch it. Yeah. Like it's you put the plants in, and then when you want to go and harvest them, you pull them out. Like it seems to. <laughs> it's, it's really that easy. But the only thing, the only thing I would say is that like, I put tomato plants in mine. And they went mental. I actually had to move them out because it turned into like a tomato forest. Right. So I had yep. to put like chi- uh, I put some chili plants. I placed it with chili plants and some salads in there as well because the tomato plants just went mental. Fair. Yeah, I found the same with my tomato plant. It it tended to take over the whole lot. It grew too well. Is probably the better way to describe it. That's why I will not be growing tomatoes in there again. But salads. <laughs> I've done fantastically well with salads. Yeah. I've harvested nearly £140 worth of salad out of it since wow. April. Um, That's I, amazing. That, That's yeah. amazing. That is a lot of salad. Yeah, yeah. We were trying to eat as much salad as we could this year. I felt like a rabbit. Really? Yeah, you didn't choice, did you? <laughs> no. But what, what I found is I would sow all the seeds on the first of the month and then by the first of the following month, those seeds were ready and I could sow the next batch in order to follow it on. So I was getting this constant supply of salads coming in the whole time. And I think that's how I managed to produce so much in terms of salad. I mean, it's virtually paid for itself now. Uh, and then we come back to the ease of use. With that wire mesh, there's been no insects, there's been no bad stuff and no weeding. Absolutely no weeding at all. Well, for me, there's been no cats, mate, because usually the cats lay over everything in my garden. Yeah, that's and no, yeah, no one wants to eat salad once a cat's been rolling about in it. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. We haven't had any cats in our garden for a while now, which I'm quite glad about because they don't go well with the chickens. But the veggie pod also works quite well with the chickens because the chickens don't get inside it. Yeah. Another thing I've learnt. Yeah, well, mine's pigeons on my plot, so there's always loads and loads of pigeons around pulling things up and just walking all over just about everything. But obviously, with the cover, that hasn't happened. So it has been, it has been really good. And you, you know how how much salad you said you'd grown. Yeah. I have been really surprised in such a short time how much I have actually been able to harvest from it because I've got a medium-sized um, pod. So have you got the large one? No, I've got the medium medium as well yeah like imagine how much you could grow in a large one as well you'd be literally feeding a family of four wouldn't you all year like that's crazy yeah absolutely i've been really surprised at how much i've been able to harvest um all kinds of different lettuce leaves and whatever without kind of white fly or green fly or any of those other nasty pests that get in so the mesh obviously works pretty well i noticed there was a winter mesh a winter cover have you seen i haven't got that but i've that might be maybe an investment for next year. See if we can grow some stuff over winter time as well. <laughs> all I was going to say is I think the uh, winter 
uh, cover is like a polytunnel type cover, a polythene right. plastic lid, uh, which just kind of, I guess, in a way, imitates a greenhouse. Yeah. Um, well, I've got two greenhouses, so I don't really need that, to be honest. <laughs> so what you're saying is, because I ain't got a greenhouse, so come next spring and come next Feb, I'll be able to put me like little seedlings in there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I need to get If they're listening, then can you send me one, please? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like extend your growing season. If you can start growing much earlier and much later in the year, then that's perfect, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the really good thing is, like, like I said, like you've hardly had to touch it. One, because there's no weeds, because you're like putting fresh compost in there. But also because you've got that water in, you know the the pipe that goes along the top that waters it. Yeah. Yes. You just have to turn the, the hose on, and it just you hardly have to, unless you've got harvest it, you hardly have to touch them. Yeah. 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 I mean, I haven't even had to attach the hose this year at all. Like, I've literally not even needed to water it. But I think you. Someone was saying, I don't know if that's what you do, either of you, but you you know, when you water your garden with your hose and then when you turn the hose off at the tap, there's still some water in the hose yeah, left yeah. over. If you just attach that to it, that, that can just use that leftover water to mist inside the veggie pod so you're not like wasting any water as well. I've not tried it oh, because really? I haven't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I have thought that would work. So I would have thought there is not enough pressure in the hose Get to mist it. No, Alan's going to stand at the end of the hose and blow into it <laughs> so the water's pushed through yeah. the... I'll do anything to save water, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> well, that As I said, that was something that someone else told me. So I heard someone say that that's what they'd done, but I don't know how. And I, As I said, I've not even had to use it at all on mine this year. Mm. Well, I mean, the only reason I think there's not enough pressure is I've been experimenting with trying to run mine off a water butt using um, uh, water butt pumps. And I found they have not got enough pressure to really push the water through the mister, Um, which is an improvement or an an optional extra if VeggiePod are listening. If there is any way they can make a pump that's powerful enough to do that, I would be in for buying one of those. Right. Is that, is it, you're saying that's a solar one you got? No, it's a two, 240 volt mains powered one. It's, oh. Um, the one I've got, I can actually use to water the garden. It's powerful enough for that, but it's not powerful enough to get the the mist to spray through. Got ya. Uh, From my experience, anyway. Uh, again, because I like to save as much water, hence why I've got about 13 water butts in my garden. I just think that's a brilliant little way to try and save more water. Uh, and the only other place I would like to see another little improvement would be the water that comes out the overfill. Being able to attach a hose or something to collect that water into another watering can. I think I've said this before to you, Lee, haven't I, about that? Yeah, you mentioned that, yeah. Yeah. It's a good uh, idea, mate. I've seen... There's, um. On Facebook, there is a group for the Veggie Pod, so there are people that have designed their own and built that, which I think is a brilliant idea. And as Ellen just said, I get the impression she likes to save water as well. And oh, wait a second, there's a specific Facebook group for Veggie Pods <laughs> where people are talking about like extra ideas. Yeah, yeah. Have you not? Have you not did joined you, this? Did you, did you start it? No, not me. I, I joined in. There's people from all over the world who've got veggie pods 
who Whatever. are having this conversation and sharing their successes and and lessons learnt on a Facebook group. That's pretty. That's pretty geeky and amazing all in one go. Starting a community right there. That's it's amazing. It's, br- it's totally brilliant. It's plant geek stuff. Absolutely. Um, I love what they do. They do like the whole all the organisation, like the Veggie Pod um, group. They love to kind of involve everyone. Do you know what I mean? They they do like to create communities, and they they really like to talk with you and find out what you've been doing. And they are such a nice company all over the world. So that doesn't surprise me at all that they've got kind of got a group going on there as well. That's pretty cool. Because Alan, you met him in Australia, didn't you? Yeah, I met um, I met Simon in Sydney when I was there in October and he was so so nice and he was he was telling me all about the work they do with like social and therapeutic horticulture in Australia who are actually way ahead of us with you know using gardening and nature to help people and they go into schools and communities and other projects and I know they give their they obviously give a veggie pod and that's advertising and marketing for them of course but they also go in and actually provide like services like to show people how to grow in them and um, the benefits of gardening for mental and physical health as well so they're that they're a cool company wicked Mm. I know the uh, UK agents are looking for a school to get into to give some veggie pods and start a school program going as well. So for me, again, that's another great thing about veggie pod is the actual company behind it wants to support people. And it's not just all about money. It's about charity and uh, community. They definitely do believe in what they do and they do believe in gardening. And so they've they've started to do those school projects over in Australia so I guess they're hoping to roll that out in other places across the world as well and that that can only be a good thing can't it because we all know how important you know gardening is like for schools and kids like Lee you do tons of work with you know school children and young people to get them to enjoy gardening so that's all cool if it all kind of raises their profile at the same time then that's um, that's great for them as well but they're helping people aren't they and that's what it's all about. It makes a lot of sense for schools because when you go to schools and say we'll start an allotment it seems like a big task especially for like, the teachers to do but if they've got like a veggie pod like especially the large ones that can get kids in, involved in gardening so easy just be being yeah. around that yeah they can even build it you can build it it's great <laughs> but, but also like out of the three of us we've all had success stories from it so and that's what kids want to be able to get them continuing to garden like a success story at the end of season We'll get them excited for next year to do even more gardening. Yeah, absolutely. If you give them something and it all fails, then that's just no fun. And, <laughs> you know, no one likes that, let alone kids. <laughs> that's it. It's one, it's one thing like saying, oh, you should, you know, learn to fail. But actually, it's no fun failing, is it? So it's sort no, of like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Difficult one, that one. Some so... failure is good. But if, you, if they were just like to start growing something and it all failed, then that's not so much fun, is it? You know? No, I think if something's too easy, they're easy to give up. If they've got to work at something and it works, yeah, that's how you're going to... That's the key, definitely. Yeah. You got it. You got it, Rich. Any failures that you've had with any of them, apart from the tomatoes taking over? 
Uh, I haven't. I mean, I like I said, I've only used it since the summer and it has been really good. There's been nothing that hasn't grown. There's nothing that hasn't worked. You know, it's all been good for me so far. I guess time will tell next year. You know, when I've got a longer growing season, I can start sowing in it earlier on. But as at, at this point, no, it's been really good. Excellent. Um, well, this year I've used it for chilies, salad, carrots and tomatoes. And obviously we said tomatoes were mental. Everything else, the other three grew really well mm-hmm. next year i've so this year i've lost my allotment because i put an office on it so now that veggie pods and other raised beds are going to be even more important yep. so next year it's going to work even harder yeah i mean i've not had any failures apart from the tomatoes taking over and when i don't know if you found this when you removed a tomato plant how big and deep the roots went down yeah massive massive uh, so yeah apart from that there has been absolutely no failures at all the only thing i've got at the moment i've still got lettuce growing in there and they're growing very very slowly but they're still growing and this is end of november they're not let winter lettuce they're just your standard variety lettuce so it's not failure but i still think that's quite impressive at this time of year they're still growing admittedly i am on the south coast so i do get pretty warm weather here compared to where you guys are because lee you're in essex ellen you're up in norwich so you're quite a bit further north than me um i don't know if you had a frost that yet where you are yeah we've had a light frost uh, just a light ground frost week before last but apparently we're going to have some over the next few days so it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah how about you lee have you had a frost I wouldn't know, mate. I'm not up at that time in the morning. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. But we, uh, but, we... but, sorry, Richard, to interrupt you, but I've still, got, I've still got some chilli plants in mine, and they're still, they're still looking good and still going. Yeah. And it's, and it's like end of November. Yeah. It's like in December, and you've got chilies growing outside. <laughs> That's pretty it's cool. Mental, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the same here. I haven't actually had a frost here yet. But I've still got chilies growing in there. And as I said, I've got the lettuce. They have slowed down. My carrots are still in there and they're still growing well. I'm still gardening or still getting food produced at the end of November in this one little pod unit. That's why I think it is also brilliant for all year round gardening rather than being a fair weather gardener like somebody out there. Well, I've just told you, mate, I'm still growing chilli, so I'm not fair weather now, am I? So I'm still... <laughs> Very good. I was thinking I might try microgreens over the winter time because I grow them in the greenhouse and in the kitchen, but I might give them a go just in the veggie pod, you know, and just see how well, just as an experiment, really, see how they do over the winter months, maybe. Oh, and it gets really cold, you know, just see what happens. Yeah, that'd be interesting to find out as well. Yeah. That's a good idea. Easy, easy, quick, and if they do fail, it's no major big deal, is it? You know, so give it a go. Yeah, yeah. What sort of microgreens would you be looking at growing? I'm gonna probably do my maybe some. I love the Brussels sprouts. Uh-huh. You know, the shoots taste better than the mature Brussels sprout, and so so good. So maybe some Brussels sprout, maybe a little bit of radish, one of my favourites. Um, I've got like a. Uh, I think it's called black opal basil microgreen. Oh, that is absolutely like delicious. So I might try that as well. Bit of a mix. Fantastic. Lee, are you going to try growing anything over the winter? No. 
Fair weather gardener. Sorry, mate, I've got them, them chilies I'm going to drag out until at least Jan Feb. Well, it'd be interesting to see if you can actually keep the chilies going over the winter. Because it's, pos- it's possible. Like you know, I'm going to try it. I don't know. Do you they'll last in the veggie pod though outside? It's not going to happen, is it? It's one way to find out. Give it a try. Oh, one way to find out. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you overwinter your chilli peppers, um, Richard? I, you... I, yeah, I've, I actually sowed some chilli peppers in August. Yeah. They're in my potting shed at the moment. They're only sort of six inches tall, but they're going to be for overwintering and should give me an early crop for next year. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've tried that before. I just can't keep them going. No, me neither. And um, I know you can actually cut your chilli plants back, can't you, yeah. quite hard. And then, oh, is that what you tried to do before, Lee? And then, like, cut them right back and then try to overwinter them that way? Because yeah, mine have never worked. Yeah, I was given a, dra- like a dragon breath chilli, which is really hot chilli. Yeah. Uh, and I had a massive plant, and I cut it, and it just, did, it just it didn't enjoy it. It just didn't like it. No, no. Hmm, interesting to see, then, what will happen if they are in the veggie pod. Another yeah. good experiment. Experiments everywhere. We're like scientists. Yeah, that's right. We should have our lab coats on and goggles. That sounds like a normal weekend out for me. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to know about your weekends out in your life. Well, <laughs> I, I see a lot of material in gardening as experiments and scientific stuff. So, okay, very true. Uh, anyway, right. Well, I think we kind of got it. Any final thoughts on how the veggie pod has worked for us all? I think we've said it all. I, I think so. Yeah, I really wanted to come up with some negatives, but to be honest with you, I can't think of any, and I don't think there are with this because it's been an absolute winner this year for me. So, yeah, yeah. kind of don't. It's like you don't want to sound like you're just bigging it up and not giving an honest review. But at the end of the day, there isn't anything. I I haven't come across anything negative like you need to say. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's a genuine review of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found the. What it works for is brilliant. As I said, the only two things I would like, they're not a negative thing. They're just a little bit of something I would like to add on to it. Well, voice them. Four and a half thousand people in that group, mate. <laughs> Have you gone and found it out now? Yeah, I've just joined it. <laughs> four and a half thousand people. That's incredible, isn't it? No, that, like, I just, like, they're genuinely such nice people. We met Neil and Alex down hmm. in um, London back in the summertime you know when we had the heat wave and it was literally properly hot we went to their house um to interview them for the plant-based podcast as sponsors and we went in and i was literally dripping with sweat so probably wasn't my best day Uh, and as you walked in they we knew what house it was because they just had all veggie pods outside the front of the house like full of herbs and salads and everything and uh, you could smell the curry plants inside the veggie pods like all grown it was totally amazing but they were just the nicest people Mm. that's you know they were just genuinely nice people they're doing business of course it's a business that they've got to run but I, we just they're just really super people like a great company so all in all super good they always whenever i see them they always stop and have a chat yeah uh, and they are like you say super nice people that they give you the time of day yeah exactly like they're interested in what you're doing they seem to be genuinely interested in what you're growing and how's it going and just all of that and you know people do buy from people don't they it's not just about the product so no. that, that they've nailed that that's for sure 
Yeah, well, look, how long, how long have they actually been in this country? Like a couple of years, maybe? Yeah. Not, not even that. And it, everyone knows them, and everyone knows that, um, probably them first and then the brand. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just yeah. a, it's a yeah. good thing about that community thing, which is really cool. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I get the impression if you have a problem as well, you can ring them up and they would be first to help you as well. That's a Richard Suggett promise. There you go. <laughs> but well, has anyone ever called them up with a problem? Because as far as we're saying, there's never been any problems. It's just Richard Riggins saying, I think you might be able to change this if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I, I emailed them with a question that I had for my um, uh, wife's dad and stepmother. Um, the in-laws, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, and they live in Scotland, next to the sea, on a hilltop, quite high up, very windy. So I messaged Neil to ask, how does it deal with the wind? Because they're interested in get one. And he, he replied within minutes, oh, we've driven down the road with them strapped to the rooftop in order to test how strong they are in the wind. Wow. Oh, well, I love to have been there that day. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. But the fact that he responded so quickly with an answer that they've already clearly thought of, again, mm-hmm. our customer service just shows it off. Yeah. Cool. Right, well, I think we have covered all the bases here. So thank you so much for joining me in the shed today. If anybody out there is looking for a veggie pod, I will add links in the show notes and I'll add links to all the various websites for these two as well. But for now, please take care and thanks again. Well, I just want to thank Ellen and Lee for joining me in the shed this week. It's been a a rather interesting conversation. And if you are thinking of getting a veggie pod, then I highly recommend them. As you heard in that little conversation, £140 worth of salad leaves from one metre square is pretty good going. I only recommend products that I find work. And that's where veggie pod stands with me. So I highly recommend them. Anyway, I'm going to go and uh, get some sleep because I've got this horrible cold coming on. But for now, please take care and I'll see you again next time.